How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops. Getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, you guys. Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash, your host for the next half hour or so. And I'm really excited to introduce you to our guest this morning. We'll be joined by Mark Hansen. He is the president and CEO of the BSO, of course, our beloved Baltimore Symphony Orchestra. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you, Gina. We're so excited. There's so much to talk about. We're going to be talking about what's new and exciting at the BSO with your Orchids program, also with the Baltimore Symphony Youth Youth Orchestra and all the exciting things they have going on. And if people are just um, getting to know you, Mark, you've been at the BSO since about April of 2022, right? That's correct. And you joined the BSO as president and CEO following notable tenures at the San San Francisco Symphony, I can read, and the Houston Symphony. They were both marked by exciting music director appointments, restored balanced budgets, improved internal culture, significant revenue growth, and deepened community access and impact. All those things, very, very important, which is no surprise to me why you were the man for the job. So welcome aboard and welcome to Baltimore. Where are you originally from? I grew up outside of Boston and um, can draw you know, a line between um, a decision that my parents made for me when I was four years old. They handed me an eight-sized cello and provided me with unbelievable uh, musical um, opportunities throughout my childhood, right through two years at the Eastman School of Music. At that point in time, I didn't know that um, even though I was giving up cello, as a professional pursuit, I would soon discover another way to contribute to the world of music, and that's by um, being an orchestra manager. So it's been really, really um, interesting to see that through line um, uh, throughout my life, from childhood to now adulthood, where music and supporting professional musicians and um, what they can contribute to a community as at the core of, of my life and, and who I am as a human being. That's really cool. And, you know, I like the parallel, too, that um, whether or not you grew up like you did with parents who encouraged you to pick up the cello at a young age or kids that are involved in the Orchids program, we'll talk about, that are maybe experiencing music and are um, being thrust in that environment and given choices that they may not have ever knew that they had or maybe they couldn't even afford a cello. But, you know, that's the beauty of that program. And we'll talk more about that. But I just love how you you kind of come to the job with that mindset that music is so critical um, and you're still, you know, involved in, 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 in actually even a more impactful way, you know, and you'll always have that story of where you came from. But I think that makes you just the just so qualified to to be doing what you're doing. We're really, really lucky to have you here in Baltimore. Um, and for those that might not be as familiar with the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra, tell us a little bit about your organization. I know it's a huge, huge point of pride for all of us here. Sure. Well, the Baltimore Symphony is over 100 years old, so has a rich, rich history of um, sustaining 
and popularizing this uh, beautiful art form that is classical music. But it's always imagined itself as being much more than just a symphony orchestra. It was founded as a part of Baltimore's municipal government, and so has always had a direct link to the community, to the city, to the people who make Baltimore what it is. Um, and it's, it's that um, organization um, commitment to um, making classical music available, accessible, relevant to as many people as possible that really attracted me to the Baltimore Symphony. We're the state's largest performing arts organization, but we really don't deserve that title unless we are constantly pushing ourselves to more deeply impact the city of Baltimore, the surrounding region, and now as a result of a deepened commitment to being a statewide organization, the entire state of Maryland. Um, in fact, within the next few days, we will be launching um, the second leg of a three-season um, tour of, of Maryland each summer. Uh, so we'll be visiting eight different counties this summer, um, bringing the full orchestra to audiences that don't necessarily have um, the, the time or the resources to hear us in one of our other two homes, um, the Meyerhoff Symphony Hall here in Baltimore and Strathmore um, outside of Washington, D.C. in Montgomery County. So uh, we're proud of, of the place that, that um, we reside uh, within the arts and cultural um, ecosystem here in Maryland, and we take um, that leadership position very, very seriously by um, really pushing ourselves to make this incredible music and the talents of our musicians available to as many people as possible. That's so important. And uh, shortly after you got there in July 2022, the BSO once again made musical history by announcing that Jonathan Hayward would succeed music director laureate and Orchids founder Marin Alsop as the orchestra's next music director. And Maestro Hayward begins his five-year contract in the 2023-2024 season in September Tell us, our, tell our listeners uh, why this is such an exciting time for the BSO. He is just like rejuvenated. You know, he's such an inspiring presence that you've got to just love working with him. Well, Jonathan Hayward um, and the culmination of this multi-year music director search process are another couple reasons why I was so excited to join the Baltimore Symphony family. Um, Jonathan um, takes the baton from Marin Alsop, who served so effectively as Orchid's founder and BSO music director for the last decade and a half. So he inherits a fine, fine orchestra that is you know, deeply, deeply ingrained in the community. But he's also um, just the, the ideal uh, person and musician and conductor to build from um, where we are today. Um, Jonathan is an exceptional talent that is um, being noticed throughout the country and, and the world. Um, less than a year after he was appointed as our next music director, he was appointed music director of Lincoln Center's Summer Orchestra in the heart of New York City, a position that um, is um, perfectly sort of complementary 
to um, his his work as as our music director. But he also has a beautiful life story. Uh, he grew up in Charleston, South Carolina, and I I don't dare to draw any um, comparisons between um, me and and him. But it is a fun coincidence that he found music also through the cello. And then as a young cellist, he soon had the opportunity to conduct a school orchestra. And he realized that his life was being transformed by this discovery that he had um, not only some innate um, musical talents, but he had just a love for the, the music and for the idea of um, creating music with with his peers and sharing music with audiences. And he's turned that talent, that early childhood discovery into now um, a, a rising professional career. And we just love the fact that his interests as a person, as a musician, as a leader are perfectly aligned with the Baltimore Symphony's ambitions. And, and goals for the future. So it's a beautiful, beautiful marriage. Um, he doesn't officially start until September. So I suppose we're still in the honeymoon phase of this relationship, <laughs> but our musicians so respect him and are really performing at an exceptional level when he's on the podium. Um, and we had that opportunity a couple times this past season when he visited Baltimore as music director designate. We can't wait to introduce Jonathan to longtime audiences and new audiences who we know are already being attracted to our performances here at the Meyerhoff and at Strathmore, wherever we perform, because um, he's such a dynamic um, leader and, and someone who speaks so eloquently and passionately about the, the power of music and how it can transform lives. Absolutely. So that's so well said. And as the state's orchestra and largest performing arts organization, share with us, and, and you sort of started a little bit with the, the Strathmore activities, but the, sharing with us the different ways in which you spread your efforts beyond the halls of the Meyerhoff and the Strathmore in uh, North Bethesda, a.k.a. Rockville, if you're from that area, right, to reach the music community. I know you have a, a tour coming up, you know, the 10th anniversary for uh, inter first international tour for the Baltimore Symphony Youth Orchestra and some other um, partnerships and events coming up. We'd love to hear about all of those. Terrific. We, we really imagine ourselves as a symphony for all. And um, that, that requires that we take um, the orchestra um, to where people live. Um, so we, we, of course, are proud to be the only orchestra in the United States that performs in two um, incredible uh, concert halls that are located in two distinct markets, um, Baltimore and the DC Montgomery County market. Um, and we of course love to welcome um, new and returning audiences to our performances in those exceptional halls. But we also are doing more and more performing outside of these traditional concert halls because we know that these um, halls can sometimes be a bit intimidating. Um, and, and so we are so excited um, to be continuing this Music for Maryland tour, taking the full orchestra into communities throughout the state um, with a pay-what-you-can pricing structure. And so when we show up in your backyard, you can choose to attend for free as our guest. You can also choose 
to contribute through this pay what you can pricing structure, whatever you are so moved to do. Um, we, of course, are appreciative of um, uh, what people choose to pay in terms of ticket price and, of course, are um, wonderfully dependent upon um, donations, large and small, because it all supports the continuation of classical music um, throughout Baltimore, throughout Maryland, um, but it also directly supports these efforts to be, as I said, a symphony for all. Contributions also support, and ticket sales also support, our robust educational um, activity. Uh, we're so proud that um, this week, the Baltimore Symphony Youth Orchestra, in the midst of its 10th anniversary celebration, is embarking upon its first international tour. 11 um, performances throughout Europe that I know from personal experience, because I was a member of several youth orchestras as a kid, will change lives. Um, for, for many youth orchestra musicians, this will be the first um, trip of their life abroad. And how wonderful to do it surrounded by uh, 90 or so of your musician friends. Um, and how great to be able to showcase your talents um, and the talents of youth you know, in, in this area with an international audience. Later in the summer, in the midst of that Music for Maryland tour, we're also continuing a Symphony in the City series that will take the orchestra to Urban Oasis on August 3rd. Um, and then performances of a wide variety throughout the summer here at the Meyerhof, um, both featuring the orchestra and some performances um, featuring other performing groups, um, other organizations, other touring acts, so that um, it's, it's quite possible that um, while the Baltimore Symphony is performing in Garrett County, for example, on the west side of the state, um, the Meyerhoff will be filled with a capacity crowd enjoying a um, performance featuring the music of Pink Floyd, for example. Wow. So we, we are trying to be, as I said, a symphony for all and a concert hall for all. Um, I'm not going to um, really be satisfied with, with our work as an organization until we have doubled or tripled um, the, the number of performances of all musical genres happening here at the Meyerhoff because we have been granted this beautiful, beautiful um, community asset that is the Meyerhoff Symphony All Hall, and it deserves to be filled not only with audiences, but performances, yes, featuring BSO musicians, but also other artists, um, other um, musicians, other performers who um, uh, always are amazed by the, the beautiful acoustics um, and the, the live performance experience here at the Meyerhoff. Love that hall for all. And you also are partnering with the Revival Hotel for a pre-concert party experience. How did that come about? That's a, quite a unique partnership. I love it. Yeah. Well, we're, we're trying to turn every concert here at the Meyerhoff into um, a destination event. And, and what that means is that in addition to the uh, 3 p.m. matinee performance or the 7.30 or 8 p.m. evening performance, there's a robust array of pre and often post-concert activity throughout the lobby. Um, it just exp 
expands, you know, the experience and and makes attending a performance of the BSO or performance here at the Meyerhof that much more compelling. And partnerships are at the core of how we are activating the, the lobby space before and after concerts. Revival Hotel has helped us to throw some incredible parties before and after concerts, including on New Year's Eve, you know, this, this past uh, December, that um, just had people uh, literally dancing and um, filling up all, um, all, all corners of, of the lobby after a, a BSO concert. So we so appreciate um, the opportunity to showcase um, some, some partners um, through these activities and to really enhance the concert going experience um, with, with these um, incredible partners, food vendors, et cetera, at our side. Yeah, and then people have a good time there. They tell friends about it, and you just continue to build your audience. And the BSO and the University of Maryland's uh, Clarice Smith Performing Arts Center and School of Music recently announced a new partnership. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, Gina, thanks so much for um, directing the conversation to that important partnership. Just a couple weeks ago um, with Jonathan Hayward, and um, the governor and first lady of, of Maryland, and of course, leadership of the University of Maryland, we announced a very unique partnership between the Baltimore Symphony, University of Maryland's Clary Smith uh, Performing Arts Center, and um, U of M's School of Music that will take um, the full BSO down to the Clarice Center on three occasions in coming seasons um, for, for performances that will um, make you know the art form that much more accessible to the university community in College Park and the the surrounding communities that make up Prince George's County. We love the fact that the University of Maryland has this beautiful, beautiful concert hall. Um, it's really a, a, a performing a performing arts center that happens to include you know this this beautiful concert hall among other performance venues. And uh, we so appreciate their interest in uh, presenting the, the BSO closer to, you know, where its community lives. Beyond those three performances that will be conducted um, by Jonathan Hayward and Marin Alsop, um, our musicians will be engaged in a large number of educational and community engagement activities, coaching School of Music um, students. Um, uh, rehearsing side-by-side side with um, School of Music uh, musicians here at the Meyerhof, um, leading masterclasses and collaborating on a, a, um, a program that, that will give voice to Prince George's County youth who are going to be participating with musicians from the university and the symphony on, on um, programs that, that will literally um, give voice to some of their compositional ideas. So further proof that the BSO is deeply, deeply committed to breaking down um, barriers and, and bringing the talents of our musicians out into the state um, to inspire both audiences, but but also young musicians. Love that so much, and also love your Orchids program that is celebrating its 15th anniversary this year. Tell us all about that program, how it's grown, and what some of the current offerings are. Yeah, that's that's the um, other big big reason 
why I and so many others, including Jonathan Hayward, are attracted to the Baltimore Symphony. Marin Alsop um, and, and founding donors Rita Becker and, and Robert E. Meyerhoff launched um, this life-transforming program in 2008 when 30 students were given the opportunity um, at one elementary school and it has now grown to include 1,800 students hailing from more than 25 schools. And it, it quite simply uses music as a vehicle for these young students to develop both musical and social skills. And we love the fact that because ORCIDS has been around for 15 years with another, hopefully, 150 years in its future. <laughs> for sure. We're now seeing graduates of the ORCIDS program pursuing professional careers, not only as musicians, but as doctors, as lawyers. And some are even coming back either on a full-time basis or during the summer when ORCIDS um, moves to Goucher College for a summer camp, coming back as, as, um, as uh, counselors, coming back as teaching artists. So it's a beautiful, beautiful, virtuous circle um, that um, we believe, based on you know, the data and the life stories of ORCIDS participants, um, alters lives um, and, and all for the good. It opens doors. It opens eyes. Kids, parents realizing, as Jonathan and um, his parents discovered um, when he was a youngster, that um, music, uh, the pursuit of instrumental study, can lead down paths that perhaps hadn't you know, otherwise been available or known. Um, and uh, so we're, we're so proud of the ORCIDS program. We're so proud that as part of its 15th anniversary celebration, we had over 200 ORCIDS students performing on the stage of the Meyerhoff in front of a very, very large crowd, you know, within the last um, month or month and a half. And uh, just a, a proud moment to recognize that, that this seat that Marin and our founding donors planted 15 years ago has grown into um, such a significant tree that that still has you know feet and years <laughs> of growth oh, yeah. ahead of it. That's great. We we'll look forward to watching that growth and hearing that growth as well. We've got about five minutes left, so um, I'll let you you know determine what are some of the really important things too that we still need to know. Whether it's other summer events, uh, your next season, the way you're going to kick off in a special way in September some other things people can look forward to. Um, what would you say is the most important thing in our final minutes that you want people to know is, is upcoming with the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra? Well, Gina, with our time limited, um, probably the best thing that I can say is, is please visit bsomusic.org to discover the full listing of upcoming concerts and, and events, um, including um, some star-spangled spectacular, you know, July 4 concerts, Oregon Ridge on June, on July 3rd, Rashfield down at the Inner Harbor on July 4th. Both of those concerts, of course, followed by um, a, a fireworks show. We'll even be at Bordy Vineyards later that week and then back here at the Hall for Music of Whitney Houston, a Harry Potter film with live orchestral accompaniment in the middle of July. 
um, an AI presentation and an event in collaboration with um, MindGrub, a wonderful corporate citizen here in, in Baltimore, where there'll be an interactive lobby experience. There'll even be a BSO performance um, of, of repertoire composed by, you guessed it, artificial intelligence technology. Wow, that's, that's and, uh, incredible. Oh, and then in the in the days before we officially welcome Jonathan as our music director, we're going to be performing Rocky, the film in concert at Merriweather. And then we really are so excited to be welcoming Jonathan over the course of a three-day celebration, June 20, I'm sorry, September 22nd through 24th, 2023, collaborative performances with the BSO and the Dance Theater of Harlem, all under the direction of Jonathan Hayward. Friday night at Strathmore, Saturday night, um, September 23rd, here at the Meyerhoff, and then a free community performance as part of Artscape, the return of Artscape, on Sunday afternoon, September 24th. And that just will lead into a full season of terrific concerts um, conducted by Jonathan, guest conductors. Um, and um, as you know, I've tried to point out during this wonderful um, conversation, we endeavor to perform and to present um, music uh, for every uh, taste. So if, if you're not yet a big fan of Beethoven or Stravinsky, um, I, I can almost guarantee that you'll find something um, of interest. And we just invite you to discover one or 50 you know, performances during the course of, of each Baltimore Symphony per, uh, performance season. And in our final two minutes here, too, um, is there something else you'd like our listeners to know that they have to look forward to in the 2023-24 season under the direction of Jonathan Hayward? Well, we we think that um, his performances are going to become not only the talk of, of the town and the state, but, but the industry. Um, and uh, superstar artists. Um, who some of your audiences will recognize, including Johnny Thibaudet, um, Emmanuel Axe. Um, some of our principal musicians have, of course, taken note and are making plans to join us as, as soloists um, for, for performances. Um, we'll also have a preeminent soprano, Christine Gerke, as artist in residence. Um, so we, again, invite you to um, visit bsomusic.org, where you can read all about um, the, the diversity of, of programming and the artists, you know, our BSO musicians who are at the um, heart of, of our organization. Their performances, their talents inspire all of us. And the size of our audience and, and the um, commitment of our audience to support the, the BSO um, in, in turn inspires our musicians and, and our visiting artists and, of course, Jonathan Hayward. So it is a, a beautiful, beautiful relationship between the BSO and our community at large. And we just want to work um, even harder to, to uh, bring that relationship to um, that many more people throughout the city, region, and state. Because uh, I know from personal experience, and we know anecdotally from long time and new audiences, that there's really nothing like um, hearing a, a world-class symphony orchestra performing live. 
Great. Thank you so much, Mark. And people can find out more information about that and experience that the BSO Live at bsomusic.org. We've been talking to Mark Hansen, the president and CEO of the BSO. Mark, thank you for joining us and congratulations on all the exciting things happening with the BSO. It's truly incredible and I really look forward to people checking it out. Gina, we'll look forward to seeing you at a future BSO concert. I can't wait, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.